Welcome to this edition of our bonus podcast. Uh, I'm Crystal Taves, and I'm joined today by Thalia Swatsky. Hello. Our pastor of care here at Northview, and also yep. by Greg Harris. Hi. Who is, uh, what, teaching associate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the titles that are running through my mind of all the different jobs you've done here over the years. I know. That so, is your current one. Totally. Yeah. So I've, I've interned in various capacities. Yes. And I was a director of local missions, and now I'm a teaching associate. So that's what I do currently. I think the last time I was on here, it was to do the local mission thing. You were still you in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I, now we're letting you back on now, after a big gap. Two years later, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I said. We've run out of other guests. So totally. Thunder cycle. Yeah. So now you have to invite us back to your podcast. Anytime. We don't get there very often. This is a, this is a crossover episode. So this is a, this is a friendly reminder mm-hmm. that we'd love to have you guys at the extra podcast. Nice. It's good fun. It is. Although the people who are listening need to know how different these two podcasts <laughs> operate. I, I'm sure we've said it before, but yeah. I am looking at a whiteboard full of uh, clues and tips and <laughs> thoughts to help us. And, and neat handwriting. Neat handwriting yeah. even. And it's fantastic. <laughs> And the extra podcast, we just get together and banter around and go off the cuff. So it's two very different kinds of podcasts, but it's good. We'll have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So Greg, you had an announcement. You wanted to use your five seconds of fame here. I was, like, yeah. I was told <laughs> to I could bring something up. So, I mean, the thing that's coming up uh, in a few weeks is the Mentor Treat. And so if you're a guy listening to this, you are welcome to come to the Mentor Treat. Or if you're a wife who wants your husband to come. Sign them up. There you go. Yeah. It's May 22nd to 24th up at Rockridge Canyon. Uh, Brian Hurlbut is going to be coming up speaking about um, what it looks like to be a man of God. Mm-hmm. And we also have some uh, panel discussions with pastors and elders and uh, a few live recordings of the extra podcast that we'll have there. So you can come and listen and participate in those. And we're going to have a good showing of pastors and elders this year coming out. That's, That's good. good. So yeah. we try to rally the troops. So Jeff's going to be there. Andy will be there. Uh, Kyle will be there. A whole boatload of the elders will be coming up. You'll be there? I'll be there. I'm kind of hosting the weekend. So. Okay. It's fun. I know last year, I think Jeff and a bunch of them intended to come, but it was like two days after coming back from Thailand. I know. <laughs> All the families were like, you can't leave us again. I know. Totally. So yeah, so this is better timing this year. Yeah. For them so register at northview.org slash men. Both campuses. So um, yeah, that's right. from your the mission, mission campus, this is totally for you too. Yeah. And sons, like what age of boys are you yeah. suggesting to come up? Uh, we're going with like... 12 if you're 12 years old you can bring your if you have a son who's 12 or (laughs) older um feel free to bring him along and then yeah if you want to bring your son and you have any questions about it just give us a call at the church and we'll chat with you yeah what we've kind of said with women's retreats as long is as long as you're not expecting any kind of special programming or whatever for your kid because they're going to be just part of the adult and if they want to be part of that adult conversation and discussion then that's great yeah but there's yeah. not going to be any special day camp or teen breakout or no, anything totally. no yeah 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 no so, that's a good point yeah and if you bring your teenager it's cheaper for them yeah so it's 180 dollars for the for an adult and it's 100 dollars for a teen so yeah there's the incentive even though they'll eat three times more. <laughs> I know, I'm they just will, thinking, how does that work? They, yeah. they cost exactly the, the same. same. It's just the church saying, we want those guys up there. Totally. Basically giving them a bit of a subsidy. Yeah. 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 That's good. 
I just got back from Mexico yesterday, so I'm still feeling like I'm slowly transitioning from this other world of living at an orphanage for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So I just would encourage any of you, if you ever have a chance to go down to Panda Vida or any of the other orphanages supported by Children of Hope, it is just a great great thing to do. Um, we hear Brian and Betty talk at services all, all the time about it, but mm. until you go there and see the kids and the, and the place, you just don't get a feel for it. So uh, very worthwhile. And just to see how well esteemed Brian and Betty are down there mm. and you know how appreciated all their efforts are and how yeah. they've been supporting. Mm. It was really great to see that from that perspective. So I'm glad you put pictures on Facebook. Yeah, I I thought, and I was going to say, if you if you aren't uh, following Northview Women on Facebook, but you want to kind of hear about the trip, I put posted pictures every day yeah. of what we'd done that day to give you a feel for what we did and mm-hmm. the people we met and interacted with, and hoping to drum up interest for the future. There's a group going in July, but I think they're already set. Uh, mm-hmm. Weston Sherry are leading a group. Oh yeah, there in July, and then there's usually three teams per year. So okay, yeah. It's great. It was a really, really good experience. Mm. Today we're going to talk about the cultural uh, topic. Our topic is called cultural engagement versus the Christian bubble. And we'll kind of explain some of those um, terms, I guess, as we go. Um, Why did you want to talk about this one? What were some of your ideas on? Well, some of it is because we've had a lot of people that will sort of poke criticism and say, oh, you're, Thalia, you're too much a part of the Christian bubble. I mean, you work at church, your kids are at so MEI. So this is a personal vendetta yeah. for you. <laughs> Thalia yeah. is off. This That's is all fine. about personal. Yeah. Yeah. We're glad we can help you with this personal yeah. revenge. That's right. I have friends. <laughs> so there's that criticism of yeah. what does it mean to be too much a part of a Christian yeah. bubble or not. Yeah. And then we see other people... Um, within our church that just kind of fully engage in everything that's going on in the culture without thinking about, you know, why yeah. they should be or shouldn't be mm. and just kind of let it absorb and influence their minds. Yeah. And so we want to talk about what the kind of the good and the bad is on that continuum and that there is a continuum, that there's mm-hmm. not just, it's not just kind of black and white even in terms no. of how that works out. So why did you want Greg here? You have to tell. Yeah, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> tell the alien. Well, you kind of know stuff about culture and stuff. Like, totally. don't you? Like, All right, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because I have a Twitter account. That's probably why I was invited. Probably. Here. Yeah. That's probably you, You're really culturally engaged That's at that level. Totally. That's <laughs> yeah. how engaged I am. No, what I'm, else do you have? Facebook? Yeah. Twitter? Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. Instagram? No. No? No. I don't. No. No you're Snapchat? No Tumblr? No? No. Vine? No. No. Oh, do you even know what these things are? I am aware of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't have them. Do you Why have do we like have this a, guest on here? Do you have books on an iPad? <laughs> Why are you here? Uh, <laughs> um, I do have books on my iPad. Is okay. that what you asked? Yeah. Me? Yeah. So you're not just paper only. You no, know? I read from screens. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's important. Um, he's young. That's why we think he's, totally. he's young and he'll be hip then. Because we're yeah. old, so we might yeah. have a hip, younger person. That's right. No, I'm happy to be here. It's good. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the term. Why, when we yeah. talk about Christian bubble, what does that mean? How would we define that? Yeah. Well, one of it is the choice not to engage in culture. Like the choice not to maybe watch the TV shows and be involved in Facebook and mm. have sort of secular music and that kind of thing. Not to have non-Christian friends, to be involved in the Christian schools and in church a lot, mm. part of that. Mm. What else would you say? I think it's kind of broken down into a couple different categories. So we have 
kind of the outside world influence, so that's yeah. like TV, media, music, and then we would have choices that we make in our day-to-day life, like mm-hmm. who we choose to spend time with, Yeah. Um, whether it's just family or friends. Do we actually get to know our neighbors, Yeah. or do we want to really protect kind of our family? Um, some of the decisions we make on sports activities mm-hmm. where we want our kids to be involved in mm-hmm. um, has to do with that. Like some people are mortified with the idea of having their kids in dance and other yeah. people think, well, this is a great thing. Yeah. Uh, just because of different cultural ideas about dance. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, other things? Yeah, I mean, I think f- for me, my understanding of the Christian bubble has to do with your your level of engagement in, in pop culture cultural in general but pop culture in particular so tv media music that kind of stuff um and then how you decide to who you're friends with who you hang out with who you spend your time with i think those are by and large the big the two big factors of how you would think about someone who is in the christian bubble quote unquote would be their engagement with pop culture and who they spend their time with right yeah so you could be a, a christian kid at a christian school and still be culturally engaged yes. and not be living just in a Christian bubble. Yes. Um, and the opposite. Your and your, yeah. You could be at a public school but be completely removed from culture, not involved in watching TV or being involved in music outside of the Christian music scene and not, not being really involved hang- in Facebook, not Twitter, not Instagram, not not hanging around with people who don't think the way you do. Right. So I think limiting your friendships there. Yeah. 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 Also just the where we choose to get our news from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do we get that from? What do we read? Uh, is it newspapers? Is it um, is it just things like Christianity Today? Is it just certain blog uh, blogs that give us one perspective of the news? Are we right. are we really committed to only hearing one side? I I have mm-hmm. people that I engage with through my work here where everything they send me is from one or two writers, yeah, or one or two sites perspectives, yeah, and and that's. Their, their view of the world is through those lenses. Yeah. Um, rather than reading multiple kinds of newspapers because each one has their own bent and right. will provide a certain aspect of the story that others won't. Right? Yeah. So and then there you, would be some who wouldn't be involved in the news at all, don't want to watch it on TV and don't want to engage in anything because it's disturbing and it's, you know, uh, it, I can't even think of the word, but it affects our peace. Yeah. Like mm. we want to feel calm mm. and peaceful, so we don't want to have the news. We want to have that influence. Yeah. 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 So when you think of faith groups in general, like we using the term Christian bubble, but mm. faith groups in general kind of have different ways of responding to culture. Yeah. So mm. the, if you use like a zero to ten continuum, who would be like a zero, like zero cultural engagement? So we would probably consider those cults. Yeah. Those would be people in the past that have completely separated themselves, usually under a leader. And they are somewhere in the mountains or the desert, somewhere where they have no outside engagement. Right. We think of people in the past like Jim Jones when I was growing up or the Branch Davidians, the Koresh, David Koresh, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Waco, Texas, that kind of thing. Yeah. And even this new popular TV show, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where she was in a bunker for like 15 years uh, under the leader of a preacher who, you know, sexually abused them. And now she's been set free from this bunker and has no idea of sort of regular contemporary life. So she's in New York and she knows nothing. And so this is, it's a very funny show, half an hour long or something like that. And it's, I've watched it, it's funny. And, but that she was held from the perspective of being, going from nothing to full on New York. And that's the comedy of it. That's the light part of it. But there are those cults. Well, she goes from being in a, in a conservative, religious 
underground, yeah. literally underground bunker cult yes. to living in downtown New York with yes. her flamboyantly homosexual roommate yeah. who is in Broadway yeah. and all of this. And from what I can tell, this the storyline is basically Tina Fey, who's the creator of the show, mm-hmm. trying to say, see how strong women are? Like they can make it through Anything. being in a cult to being in like the urban jungle and they can like Kimmy Schmidt is unbreakable no yes. matter where she is. That's the point of, of the whole hmm. show. Right. And so, but I don't think that's the message that teens get. So the teens just think this is really funny because oh, yeah. she has no idea about cell phones and TV and culture at large. So they just are thinking this is hilarious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it is, it is. I mean, Tina Fey wrote it. She's a very funny lady. So she knows, yeah. she knows how to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. We might talk about a bit later. It's how, how humor kind of plays into this, yeah. right? How humor disarms us in the mm-hmm. midst of whether we engage or not. Yeah. Um, what are others? So we think zeros cults. Like what yeah. would be like a one to four kind of so cultural engagement? What would be on the low end? Would be groups that we're pretty familiar with, like the Amish, the Hutterites, the Haldeman Mennonites, and a little higher than that might be even Jehovah's Witness. So they are disengaged from culture and the fact that they don't participate in birthdays mm. or Easter or Christmas. Uh, they don't vote, and they're not involved in the military or in politics. And these are part of their values as a faith group. Yeah. And I would say that's a disengagement from culture. You might put that at a four or five, maybe. Mm. I'm not really sure. This is just my own continuum scale as I was <laughs> yeah. thinking through this. Yeah. But for us in our church at Northview and in most Protestant evangelical churches, we don't have rules like that. Like mm. in those groups, Amish, Hutterites, they have a set of rules as to how you can engage in culture. You mm. can't wear makeup, even a book, wear these clothes. Like yeah. when we were talking to that one Hulder, or Haldeman girl, she said that there's a book yes. that's like this thick. Yeah. Um, she was holding her the... fingers maybe yeah. <laughs> three inches apart. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> they had a For whole day-long conference have, yeah. on how big their head covering could be. Right. Yeah. And it's in a book. It's in a Everything's book. Everything's written down. Yeah. So there's no question there as to where they can engage and where they can't. No. Mm. And if you uh, engage in things you shouldn't, you are punished. Yeah. Mm. Whereas our churches don't have that. So it's very well, much they more... don't have it now. No. And it was never formally written. But when you think back a generation or two, when I hear my parents talk... Or, uh, that's true. Right? And I think even of myself. So I grew up in Bradner, which was a farming community, pretty safe, but not Christian. But we have these potluck dances. Mm-hmm. And our family would go to these potluck dances. But my mom and dad would kind of say, well, you know, don't talk to grandma and grandpa about this. Because <laughs> it would upset them to know that we were at the potluck dance, mm-hmm. right? But it was just that feeling of there was a lot of cultural mm-hmm. taboos. I, I know I have saw lots of Mennonite publications about why we shouldn't go to movies and yeah. why we shouldn't. Smoke and play I mean, card games. Are, you can play, play card, card games, games yeah. and drink alcohol and those kinds of things. So, and mm. I think our generations have almost gone full swing the other way yeah. because we're acting against that legalism of yeah. a couple of generations ago. So, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. It goes like I think the issue. I don't know if it's too soon to go ahead. Jump, go ahead. jump into <laughs> it. I'm going to just change this all around. No, <laughs> change our order. I, like I think the issue is is un, being uncritical about it. In general, uh, and what I mean by that is we we tend to operate with. This is going to be a repeat from what I said in the extra podcast, but it's in my That's mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, we tend to operate with embedded worldviews, so we grow up with it. We just have them. We don't know even really why we have them, but we have them, and we operate and we function with them as though they are truth. And so, if we're never taking time to think critically about if how we see the world is actually correct, we'll just keep yeah. operating and functioning like 
like our embedded worldview tells us to. And so it can be on the non-engagement side or the over-engagement side. It doesn't really matter what end of the continuum you're on. You're on there likely, most of us aren't on that continuum because we've deliberately thought through where we think we should be. Right. We're on that continuum because, I don't know, it's just where I am. Yeah, it's where, it's where our, I've my always parents been. were, it's where my friends are at. That's how we do it. And so I think it's the... Being, and it's a lot of work to kind of think it through. We're kind of a bit lazy and it's easier mm-hmm. to just kind of do what's been done before. Yeah. And we don't rock the boat and have waves and arguments mm-hmm. and stuff if we kind of just keep going with the status quo. Yeah. So, And when you say yeah. thinking critically, mm. I think some of our audience might not get that totally. You're thinking with discernment to actually intentionally think through yeah. so why not, we're choosing. Not, thinking, thinking not criticizing, right? No, women yeah, yeah, women yeah. who are listening will go, oh, no. Criticize, don't be critical. Don't, critical. <laughs> don't be right. judgmental. Yeah. Right. No, no. Yeah, what I, what I mean is, yeah, the, the intentionality of thinking about how do I see the world? How do I engage with it? Why am I doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Is this because this is how I think it's best or it's what I think the Bible tells me to? Or mm-hmm. is it because this is just how it is and it's always been this way and I don't think it should change? Yeah. See, I think we should have reasons for why we do things Yeah. or not do them. Yeah. Not just because that's what what I've always thought is right. So yeah, but that takes work and it takes courage and yep. it takes being willing to set aside things that might have been near and dear to your. Right. So I've had people. Part of your building blocks of faith. Mm. Yeah. I've had people email me or talk to me about, well, what do I do with all this technology coming in? And mm-hmm. my kids are, you know, ten to fifteen years old, and how do I deal with this te- whole technology area? And I've said to them, well, as soon as you allowed some kind of device into your home, whether it's a cell phone, a laptop, an iPad, or whatever, you have now allowed an extra level of work. Because you need to now teach your kids how to use it properly. You mm. need to be discerning about what you do with that. Because there's a lot of good things on technology and a lot of painful, difficult things that are going to cause problems. So, But that's not an answer mm. for people. They don't mm. like that. No. They want, they want the hard and fast decisions. rules. Yeah, As I would like, too. It's I mean, easier. <laughs> technology is mostly uh, amoral, right? Like there's no, it's not right or wrong to own an iPhone. No, it's what you can it's do with what, it. It's what you access through the technology that is when you start getting into the realm of morality and engagement and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, how you, yeah. Same with video games, same with mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, where would be some of the places that you've felt this tension, um, kind of e- either in your social circles or your own life? Or, like, I can think of one okay. is when the whole Harry Potter series came out, right? Yes. And then lots of people were like, oh, we can't. It's, witches and it's not christian you can't let your kids read it and other people were on the other side like well but it's good to know what our kids are reading and what culture is engaged Mm. in and why people are so drawn to this and so some people were reading the books and some people weren't and yes and then it would cause clashes between friends because some people could watch the movies and some couldn't yeah so that was one that was a big one for that our family had to kind of figure out how to navigate through yeah yeah for us and our family, it's always been TV. So it's TV or Netflix or something where a new show comes on. It's really popular. But then you watch it for a bit and you have to d- discern, should I keep watching this? What is this show doing to me? So it's been all kinds of things. Remember way back when, when The Bachelor first came out? Well, it was kind of interesting at first. But then it quickly went into, oh, no, they're sleeping with each other constantly. And it just felt uncomfortable for me. And I went, no, I, this is not healthy for me to watch this. Mm. Yeah. So, and there's lots of those kinds of shows. It, for us, TV is a big one. Yeah. Mm. Always having to determine what do you watch, what do you turn off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. I, same. I think the what do you what do you watch on TV or in film? What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, those were are probably the ones that are biggest in, in my mind. Um, 
a lot of people that I know who would be Christian people um, will will talk on Facebook about how how much they love Game of Thrones mm. as a television show and and um, from what I've heard I've never seen it but uh, the critical reviews of it like the sorry like the the professional reviewers, um, they <laughs> <The> discerning reviewers. <laughs> well, people who get paid to review things, yeah. they're like, "This show is amazing!" Like the 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 way that the, it's visually uh, high quality, the script is good, the plot is good. Um, it's just a really well done piece of television. The, so people are like wanting to watch that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's really good, then let's watch it. But the issue is, is that there are it's basically porn, it, yeah. like it, in terms of the the nudity and mm-hmm. the sex involved in it. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of digging to find out that there's a lot of nudity and sex in Game of Thrones. And yeah. so when I have Christian friends of mine who will just kind of seemingly non-intentionally thinking about these kinds of things, but just saying, well, it's a good TV show and the culture is watching it. And for us to be good missionaries, we need to know what the culture is thinking. Plus, I enjoy it. Um, I just think there's some serious questions about if that's appropriate or if it's sinful, if it's like actually sinful to watch Game of Thrones because of the amount and the pervasiveness of the nudity. It doesn't take a lot of time to go to some place like imdb.com, which is a place where they review every TV show, every movie basically that's been made. And there's parental guides on there. And those aren't necessarily Christian. No, they just just tell you episode by episode if it's a TV show and say... Like season one, episode one, here's the amount of nudity and sex in it and what happens in it. And all you have to do is do a quick scan mm-hmm. of, of something like that and yeah. say, oh, man, if I watch this, I'm going to be exposed to a lot of nudity. Yeah. And is that healthy for me? The answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> That's right? not a rhetorical question. And so, yeah. so I just think people of my, my circle, we, we tend to over-engage in pop culture because we think we need to be aware of what's going on in order to just be able to speak into the cultural yeah. ideas but we don't realize how we're how you're getting influenced by it yeah that we're... yeah and and i think you can you can indulge yourself in things that we shouldn't be under the pretense of wanting to be culturally savvy so we basically trick ourselves into thinking that it's okay to watch porn then yeah because well we have to know what other people are watching because we don't want to have the flaw this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek but we don't want to be so disengaged Mm -hmm. that we're not relevant yeah right because i will have kids teenagers kind of speak badly about families who are totally disengaged Mm -hmm. no tv no media no facebook no whatever they don't really know what's going on we don't know what's going on they speak kind of negatively about that but the, if you go too far the opposite, you can be too engaged, and then it can hurt your relationship with God. It can hurt your relationship in your families. It's not necessarily healthy for you spiritually. Mm. Yeah. So let's quickly go through pros and cons of Christian bubble and okay. cultural engagement. So what, like, is there a time where it's good to be in a Christian bubble? Yeah. And I would say, like, for me, there's times in your life where it's good to be at a Cape and Ray or yeah. a YWAM or a Bible school or yeah. a Christian school even for a couple of years if you need to that kind of camaraderie of getting to know people Mm -hmm. of similar faith, feeling like you're not the weirdo all the time. Yeah. Right. I think there's places and times where that can be a really healthy Mm. time or if you're going through grief or you're going through, absolutely, you need kind of a little bit of protection. I've seen Mm. that in our family this year as Ava took a break from Bateman and said, I'd like to go to MEI for grade 11. 
And it's been a real relief for her to feel that, okay, some people are thinking the same way I'm thinking, and I have a break from some of the language and the, the activities that are happening. And she still wants to go to a public university down the road, but this is just a nice sort of a rest stop. And yeah. sometimes we need that. Yeah. Hmm. What about the negatives of that? I think if we are in a Christian bubble because of fear, hmm. that is not okay. Like yeah. we can engage with culture in a discerning way and not be afraid of what's coming our way in the culture. Yeah, I, I would say... I don't know if it's ever good to be to be in a Christian bubble in the sense of complete non-engagement. I, I just I I would have a hard time endorsing that fully. I think that that there should we should always have a Christian community around us of people that we're doing life with who can help us in every season of our lives mm-hmm. that are a primary group of people we can do life with. I think we also should be aware of what's going on outside of that world. So I, because I, I mean, I've had friends who have gone away and done the YWAM and the the other Cape and Rays and that kind of stuff, and it's been really good for them. And then they come back and they they have like a year or two of having no idea how to reengage in the, world. In the yeah. rest of society. It's true because yeah. they've set themselves up as saying. That experience was what good, healthy, vibrant Christianity mm. looks like. Yeah. And now when I'm back in Abbotsford... And my church isn't the same. And my and church my sucks compared to what Young adults group isn't as cool as totally. that was. How, yeah. how do I live out my Christian faith now? So I'm not saying don't go to Bible college. Go to Bible college. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But I just don't think that there's ever the time what that is. to yeah. say, I'm not going to engage. Yeah. To do the complete push away from the table and say, I'm going to a different room even. Yeah. yeah. Just so I don't have to think about that for a while. I'm just, I'm not sure that that hmm. is helpful because I, I don't think it's being, I, I don't think that's a good representation of being in the world, but not of it. And so, so yeah. Yeah. Well, so one thing I think of it for myself. So people have accused me of being in the Christian bubble because I work here at church mm-hmm. and our kids at MEI mm-hmm. and involved in youth and all that kind of thing. I've always thought of it as, do I have people in my life that send me to prayer? Yeah. I have extended mm, family members yeah. that are struggling in their life. Some of them are Christians. Some of them are non-Christians. I have friends and neighbors that are involved in my life. And yes, I'm working at church. And yes, I'm very involved in that kind of thing. But these people cause me to pray because I care about them. Mm. So I'm not in a bubble because I am thinking outside of myself mm-hmm. and outside of my own little family. Even in my own family, I'm praying for my kids. Mm. They send me to prayer. So then I'm not in this little isolated bubble because I am thinking outside of that. Yeah. No, it's good. And I think it's good to be aware of just where we are involved and and uh, making sure that there are places, um, like if we find ourselves feeling too insulated, that yeah. there are places where we're being stretched yeah. in those capacities. Just thinking about the Mexico trip I, that I just came back from, talking to a girl there who's in her 20s who grew up at the orphanage, so very protective. Now she's living on her own, and she decided to play football in this citywide football league. And she says she's in these cars, and half of the women are lesbians. And she says, like, all of a sudden now, in her mid-20s, she's having to learn how to engage, engage with this culture. And it's mm-hmm. good for her, but it's such a challenge. But I said, well, it's nothing new. I mean, that's for all of us. Like I said, for me as a pastor, I still have to find places to make sure that I am engaging. And for me, yeah. it's right now it's been... My kids are involved in so many different things, like the mm. community drama or sports teams or whatever. It gives me natural ways to make sure that I'm not just staying 
But you're doing that intentionally. I'm doing it intentionally. And once they leave, I know I'm going to have to intentionally find places. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I know for my own good, I need to have that. But what I see sometimes is parents involved in dance or martial arts or youth, and they don't get involved. They stay in their car, and they text their kids to come out to the car. So they don't actually enter into wherever their kids are to get to know those families. Mm. And I think or at that's the hockey rink, they yeah. sit with the people they know. Yeah, that's I think in. that's staying yeah. in a bubble. I yeah. think you actually need to sometimes get out of your car, go meet the parents at the birthday party or at the event, talk to them and be outside of your zone for a little bit, even if it's mm. ten minutes. Mm. I think that's intentional living. Yeah. It's mm. good. How else do we grow in our discernment for those kind of decisions? Like if you want to be critically engaged, <laughs> what, nicely, what are good ways? Engaged. Yes, nicely. What what are ways that we do that? So one way that I've had to do is I have a few trusted friends. Crystal is one of them. Greg would be another. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, now you're a friend. That's awesome. It's been two years since I've been on the podcast, but I'm a trusted friend. Yeah, that's right. Well, and you work not too many feet away from me. There you so, go. Yeah. Fair so when something comes up that's a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I should engage mm. in this or not, mm. I've actually run it by friends and say, what do you do with your kids at this level for this issue? Mm. And I collect some information, talk with Mark, pray about it, wrestle with it, and wonder, like, I think it's important to have people around you that you can talk to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, the the whole area of of choosing when and how to engage in popular uh, pop culture if it's television or film or music or whatever it is, coming to it with the perspective of the the producer of this content, so let's say a film, the producer, the director of this film is trying to communicate something to me. So I don't just avoid it. And I also don't just totally, you know, go to the movie just to stuff my face with popcorn and <laughs> to have the film wash over me. So I can unengage or unplug for a few hours. But every time you're engaging with with media, you're you're asking yourself the question: What is this trying to communicate to me? Yeah. What is this trying to tell me about what is good and true and beautiful? What is yeah. Yeah. what is the it, it's it's communication theory. It just mm-hmm. one hundred and one. What is the author trying intending to communicate to me? Because yeah. that's what I should be engaging with the the most. So yeah, yeah. you can still enjoy it and still have a good time but asking yourself the question like when you're watching the avengers with your kids if you choose to go see it and you bring your kids not just watching it because you looked at the parents guide and you thought oh there's not a lot of bad things so i'll take them but when you're there what is the film trying to communicate about what it looks like to be a hero about about humanity about all kinds of different topics that it looks like about what it means to to have someone save you right the whole superhero yeah. storyline of needing someone to save you is an interesting plot and what does this movie tell us about what saving looks like and then being able to think through those things as you're watching it and this is that process is basically i think jeff has said it a lot of times and other people say it as well that we engage culture like a sieve and not like a sponge mm-hmm. so so we when we feel like we're going to engage in something when we discern that we think it's appropriate for us because we've looked at places like IMDb and we've seen, okay, it's not going to have a ton of sex and nudity. It's not a, a million swear words in it. Yeah. Like I can, I feel like I can watch this in, in good conscience. Then when you make that decision, then you, you turn your brain into sieve mode yeah. Yeah. and you, you try to take out the nuggets that are good. Cause I do think that there are pieces of truth and good and everything that God creates and that is out there. And so what are those things? Yeah. And what are the things that we need to let go through and say, yeah, that's not 
something yeah. that's consistent with yeah. our worldview. Yeah. And part of and what so you that, said there, oh, sorry. I was going to say sometimes it is important to understand a lot of the non-Christian ideas and stuff that are yeah. out there because it is a valid way that people think and we can't, yeah. we can't engage with them on a Christian, in our, in our worldview, if we don't understand how they're thinking mm. about things, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we need to be willing to stretch ourselves that way. And I would add that it's really important that parents watch TV with their kids. What are your kids watching? Watch an episode or two or three. Uh, listen to their music. Why is that music good? And what are the lyrics saying? Because I, we've had a lot of great discussions in our home because I've listened to songs and realized, oh, that one isn't so great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that about those lyrics. <laughs> and then you can have good discussion. Yeah, and training yeah. our kids mm-hmm. to think critically too. Yeah. I know I've said this before, I think too, but when we built our house, I wanted a TV room in the basement far away because I like people to just have music on or whatever when I'm puttering around. I don't want to always have the TV in my face, but I voted. I lost the vote. Everyone else <laughs> wanted it like right in the family room, which is right in the kitchen. But I've been so grateful for that as a, like looking back because then I'm right there whenever yeah. the kids are watching and I'm constantly commenting on it. And they're constantly <laughs> like, mom, why don't you just get out of here and leave us alone? But since they've been little, I've said like, don't you see what that's talking about? What the father should be like or uh-huh. what? Right. And they're like, mm. Oh mom, go on. <laughs> but the, the fact of pointing that out, I think has helped them mm-hmm. to learn to be more mm. discerning. Cause I want now when Clayton, my son is at UBC, I want him as a 19 year old to be able to discern these things. I don't want him to be, you know, I don't want to be wondering what he's watching and stuff. I hopefully have yeah. kind of ingrained enough of that in him that well, he's making those own decisions. And at 19, you're going to want it so that he doesn't have to text you anytime he wants to engage in anything. No, no. Of like, Wait. mom, can I? No, no. no. <laughs> right? That's not healthy. No. And likewise, it's unhealthy if you were wanting to play that role. Yeah, Of, yeah. of dictating to him who's she should be able to make these decisions but yeah. if you yeah. don't do the hard work of at the beginning watching the tv long. shows while you're whatever puttering around the house and yeah. making those comments that irritate them if you don't do those things then when they go out to college they're not going to have any idea of they're not going to have any sense of oh this is a good thing to engage in this is not a good thing to engage in yeah so that's great yeah and even if they make terrible choices at least they'll know they're making <laughs> terrible choices yeah totally when they do yeah yeah when they do yeah yeah well, on that note, I think we've kind of covered the majority of this topic, at least for now. But feel free to email in questions if you have any of them. Um, Greg, would you mind closing us in prayer? Yeah. Okay. Father, I want to thank you for uh, for your good creation that you've, you've made. Uh, we want to thank you for the way that you've uh, made people to be um, your stewards of it. God, thank you that you've given us the ability to be creative, and uh, that means we we can make things like TV shows and movies and music, and it can be things that will um, glorify you just in the in the goodness of it, in terms of the quality of it, and but also in the content of it. And so we ask that you would give us a lot of wisdom in terms of how we engage with uh, cultural uh, material, if it's film or movies or or television or whatever it may be. Would you give us wisdom as uh, parents on how to raise our kids in this? Would you give us wisdom as just people who have to choose what to sit, what what things we're going to see and, and not see, mm-hmm. and what we're going to listen to and not listen to? Yeah. And God, would you help us as a church family to to help each other along in this? To to be willing to say to someone, I don't know if you should be watching that. Yeah. Uh, or and also to leave room for areas where it it might offend our sensibilities, and yet we we think in good. That, that someone else can do that in good conscience and leave that as a Christian freedom. Mm-hmm. So would you help mm-hmm. us balance that well 
Um, would you help us to do all of it so that we can become more like Jesus and so you can get all the glory? We yeah. pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.